The following is a podcast brought to you by Brett Swales and is affiliated with the Church of the Brethren, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walk in Jesus podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Brett Swales, so let's get moving. Today we're talking about Jesus, Jew, Rabbi, and Savior to the world. It was inspired by Roy Blizzard and David Bliven on the BibleScholars.org website. There is bias in the Bible accounts against Nazareth and Galilee. You know, you can see it here. John 1, 46. The New International Version. It says in verse 46, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. And here it is once again after the resurrection in Acts 2, verse 7. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? You see, the Christ followers in Jerusalem have just received the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, 1 through 4. A group of Jews and proselytes in Jerusalem for Pentecost is astounded to hear this group speaking in all different languages. That's covered in Acts 2, 9-11. Even more amazing to them is that all the speakers, all of them, seem to be from Galilee. Jumping on ahead to Acts 4, verse 13, there is yet another example of bias. It says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now, from the previous scriptural passages, the idea has surfaced upon us Christians that Jesus, like his disciples, in some cases, was uneducated. A carpenter, uneducated or unschooled to many, that is what we seem to remember. But if you remember this, Please also recall that in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, in the King James Version, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So perhaps you have this idea that Jesus was just taught carpentry skills and then left alone left alone with his thoughts for just 30 years by himself. I think this idea is a fundamental error, and let me tell you why. Learning and education in Galilee exceeded that of Judea in Jesus' day. Most of the famous rabbis of Jesus' day were from Galilee. The article that I researched listed seven of the most famous rabbis of the age. Now, I'm not going to list these names now because, quite frankly, I cannot pronounce them correctly. They were all from Galilee. Now, from the Mishnah, 
the Jewish oral law. And the superscript here says, Avot 5, verse 21. It says that some 100 years after the time of Jesus, they were showing how an educated Jew should be taught. At five years of age, one is ready for the study of the scripture. There were accounts of the youth reciting memorized sections of the Old Testament all together, chirping it out by memory, all by memory. At ten years of age, it says, one is fit for the study of the Mishnah, the oral law. By the age of fifteen, for the study of Talmud, at the age of 18 for marriage and 20 for pursuing a vocation, and by the age of 30 for entering into one's full vigor, they have it. You have to remember that age 30 was when Jesus started his ministry. Now, over the Passover feast, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph would travel from Nazareth to Jerusalem. They traveled in a group On the way back from Jerusalem, Jesus was discovered to be missing. Now, I have seen the portrait called Christ Among the Doctors. It's also called the Disputation, in that he disputed some of what he heard. It was painted in remembrance of this time when Jesus was lost in the temple. At 12 years old, after the Passover trip, where was Jesus finally found? in the temple in Jerusalem. Not just any place, but in the temple in Jerusalem. Now, my philosophy professor used to say, you know, you know them not necessarily by the answers they give, but by the questions they ask. Jesus was confounding the rabbis with his questions. And then there were his answers. They were amazed at his learning and education, these doctors of the church, especially given his young age. When admonished by Mary, Jesus replied, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And the book of Luke says, verse 52, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Now, importance gained by ability and achievement in favor with God and man. Importance gained by ability and achievement. That's the definition of the word stature. All of this occurs in the Gospel of Luke. Now, we're going to take a pause from Jesus the youth And we're going to speak of a lesson in a recent Sunday school at East Cocalico Church of the Brethren that I happen to lead. This section break that we're taking right here, I titled Jesus and the Talmudim. Give me just a moment and I'll define that term for you. I asked the Sunday school class, why did all the apostles drop whatever they were doing to follow Jesus? Was it, as some people thought, his charisma? Did he perhaps make them follow him? Did they recognize that he was the Messiah? 
Why did they just follow him? Now, I told you that I'd give you a definition. Talmudim. It's a plural Hebrew noun meaning disciple in its truest sense. Those who leave family to study and follow the ways of their teacher, their rabbi. They study not only to learn what their teacher knows, but to become the type of man their teacher is. It's from the Hebrew root word meaning the instructed. This was an opportunity of a lifetime. Follow me, Jesus said. Talmidim. There are those who leave family to follow and study a rabbi. They're basically a disciple. Now, usually, a Talmudim asked if they could follow the rabbi, who usually traveled great distances in his work. However, in this case, it was Jesus himself who chose the most unlikely candidates. Fisherman, a tax collector, despised. A physician, not so despised. Follow me, he said. And then Jesus surprised them with the opportunity of a lifetime. No wonder they stopped their labors immediately. Because Jesus was no ordinary rabbi. Remember that brilliant boy in the temple? He likely became extremely well-read. Like most, he memorized entire classes of scriptures and other books. But this was not just a gifted and brilliant boy. And please recall that he was called rabbi, not just by disciples, but by the lawyers, the rich, as well as the Pharisees and Sadducees themselves. Even the Babylonian Talmud cites Jesus as a teacher, a rabbi, who had students. Subscript for that is Sanhedrin 43a, if you're acquainted with the Babylonian Talmud. Many passages in the New Testament show this recognition, rabbi as teacher. To wit, I might say, Luke chapter 7, verse 40 And Jesus answered him, saying, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, Rabbi, speak. Some Pharisees themselves admonished him, Rabbi, rebuke your disciples. That's Luke 19.39. And then there came to him some of the Sadducees, and they asked him, Rabbi, it's in Matthew. Some others said, and they asked him, saying, Rabbi, we know that you teach rightly and show no partiality, but teach the way of God truly. Jesus' intellect and spirituality were recognized. That's in Matthew 22, 16. Now it should be pointed out that Jesus' ministry with his disciples lasted how long? Lasted about three years. It was long enough for the disciples not only to learn what their teacher knew, but to become the type of men that their teacher was. However, no amount of preparation beforehand could prepare his disciples for his horrible trial, crucifixion, and then the burial of their master. 
none would have likely believed that he had risen again from the land of the dead. And the first appearance of Jesus was to Mary Magdalene. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, Teacher. This passage was from John 20, verses 14 to 16. It's interesting to point out that the disciples were not of one accord about how to accept the risen Christ. So he appeared to them at many different times. He told them to stand Jerusalem to await what he was to give them. From Matthew, the second command also known as today's reading in our church bulletin, it was not a declarative statement, but an imperative statement. It was a command. And we read out of the bulletin and out of our Bibles, Matthew twenty-eight, sixteen through 20. The New International Version, it's called the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When someone is leaving us, when someone utters their last words, you should pay strict attention. Jesus' final words just before his ascension into heaven were a command a command to make more disciples. These were the last earthly words of Jesus Christ to humanity, as in the book of Matthew. To us here today, we must ask ourselves the same question the worksheet in class then asked. Did the Great Commission end with the apostles? I heard someone stand and say no, and I was pleased. And then on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell upon the apostles. Things were never again the same. Jesus is with us to the very end of the age. He is with us spiritually through the Holy Spirit. The apostles went to the edges of the known world. They went to places like the churches that they established in Corinth, in Philippi, in Ephesus, and Rome itself. Everywhere they went, they made disciples, just as Christ commanded. The church multiplied, even under intense Roman persecution. 
and within 300 years, Christianity itself conquered Rome, all through the Great Commission. As the song says, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and I tell you that discipleship still reigns. You have now heard the presentation of Jesus, Jew, Rabbi, and Savior to the world. This podcast was brought to you by Brett Swales and is affiliated with the Church of the Brethren, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, together. It's where the love of Jesus is filling every heart. Thank you. And good day.